Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Hey, uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bodkin Show. Uh, it is normally our Wednesday weekly wrap-up show. I know it's Thursday. It's not Wednesday. It, but uh, I was tired of this last yesterday morning. So, I, you know, things happen, man. I've got a lot of, uh, you know, family dad duties going on. It's a busy time here at the Bodkins household. Uh, soccer games, basketball games. So I, I just couldn't get the body moving yesterday morning to get down and entertain y'all. But I'm back this morning uh, um, to do our weekly wrap up. If you missed it last night, uh, please go check it out. Uh, our NFL week two wrap, our NFL week two preview show. We picked every game against the spread. We picked every game. Uh we picked every game. Kenny and Craig at the back end gave you some fantasy advice, get you ready for your week two NFL matchup. We did some start sits. Uh, we had a special guest. Uh, Johnny Cruz came on of the Let's Talk Fins podcast. He helped us pick every sport or every game. Uh, so please, I employ you to uh, you know, head over there uh, after this. Check that out. Um, it's It'll be on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast a little bit later today. But it's on uh, the YouTube and everything else. I uh, was able to catch uh, the back end of uh, the Bodkins and Buffoon on Monday. So check out what Tanner – I missed the first half. But, you know, check out Tanner and the boys at the Sports Buffoons. Uh, they're always putting a lot of great content. Did a lot of Chiefs stuff last night, I know, as they were also doing their Week 2 preview. Um, and then always – uh, always check out my guy Dan Harris at Let's Talk Sports. If you got a team, whatever team you represent, they got it covered. Every division, every team, uh, he's breaking it down with guys, different uh, podcasters all over the world uh, representing their teams. And then every Thursday night, every anytime there's an NFL game, Dan has got sections cut off. Uh, there's a preview pre-show, there's a halftime show, there's a post-show uh, um, for every game. So hit the Let's Talk Sports uh, button and follow. And then always, boys uh, and girls, ladies and gents, make sure you hit that bell in all those three places, the Bodkins channel, the Let's Talk Sports channel, the Sports Buffoons. Uh, you know, make sure you're checking those guys out, hitting the little bell so you know when they're going live, uh, get that little nice little notification. Um, again, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you could do me a favor and just head over there, hit a nice little, uh, give us a nice little five-star review and hit the subscribe button. Even if you, whatever you want to listen to us on, or whether it's, uh, you know, YouTube or one of, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but I mean, you know, just shows that we're growing even just why you don't have to watch us multiple times. Cause I mean, I know you're probably sick of me after that, after one time, but you know, it just helps me out. If you, uh, you, you got us on multiple platforms. So that was the week that was in my life and things like that. Let's get into the week that was sports. Uh, I'm not going to dig into the NFL, really, because, again, we do that so much already. Uh, Sunday night, we had our NFL Week 1 wrap-up, and then last night we did the NFL Week 2 preview. And then this Sunday, we'll be doing uh, an NFL Week 
to uh, wrap up show Sunday night, about 8.30, 8.45 Central Time Zone. So uh, these weekly wrap ups probably won't unless something happens where I'm just like, oh, my God, I got to talk about this. Um, you know, most of that time, all that NFL information will be saved for um, this those shows. But let's get into college football. Sorry, kids. Daddy was wrong on the picks. I uh, went 0-2 last week, 1-3 and on the year on the old college picks. But, I mean, it was upset Saturday, last Saturday. Uh, I mean, Alabama, I thought Texas, and I was hoping Texas was going to pull this one out. Just 20-19 to 19, uh, when, I mean, Alabama was up favored by 20-something. So, kudos to Texas. Uh, their uh, stud quarterback, Ewers, got hurt. Uh, he was out most of the game, but uh, Texas still laid around, played laid around, stuck around. <laughs> uh, Alyssa Lindy, a huge uh, Bama fan, just says now, Nick. Hey, sorry, Alyssa. I mean, Texas almost pulled that out. Uh, I, you know, I like to see the huge upsets. I mean, to be up a twenty point uh, favorite going into Texas shows you how good Texas uh, Alabama is. And what people thought of Texas and Ewers goes down. Alabama survives. Texas missed a field goal. Uh, was that in the end of the first half that would have gave them lead? And it wasn't. It was a makeable field goal. They missed that field goal. Bama loses. Or Bama hangs on to win. Uh, that was one of the major, almost major upsets. But it got worse, folks. I mean, when I say yesterday, last Saturday was upset Saturday. I mean. Wow. Uh, let's get it. Notre Dame lost. Uh, I mean, to Marshall. Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Uh, this goes to show you how high. Why is Notre Dame every year? Notre Dame, be, just due to Notre, their name being Notre Dame, gets ranked somehow in the top 10. And they haven't proved anything. And right now, they're proving less. They, they go. Marshall comes in, lose in uh to Notre Dame and beats them 26 to 21. Get Notre Dame out of the rankings. Get them out. Get them out right now. Get them out. If I I mean I don't know what Notre Dame's ranked this week, but they should not be ranked. How does that happen? You let you let Chad Pennington walking through that door, Randy Moss walking through that door for Marshall, uh Byron Leftwich walking through that door. The answer to them questions is no. But clearly, Joe Montana and Tim Brown and them and uh, you know Rudy's not walking through the door for Notre Dame either. Who else? Oh, another big loss we we got to talk about here too. Texas A and M. Texas A and M. They they pay out uh, Jimbo Fisher all that money. Pay Appalachian State to come in. Uh, they pay Appalachian State. So when these small schools. Uh, go to these major universities, they pay that small school a lot of money to come play them, to get beat down. It's like a, uh, uh, Alyssa's comment in here again. Thanks, Alyssa. Yeah, 1.5 million. That leads me to what I was talking about here. $1.5 million. Uh, Marshall and Appalachian State get paid to go to them places. You get paid pretty much to come in. Hey, let, let's just run a practice. We're going to pay you $1.5 million. You're supposed to lay down like a dog. We're supposed to drub you. It's supposed to be a 45 to 3 slacking. You know, you get a little bit of experience. Maybe we'll poach one of your guys at the, at the end of the game to transfer. 
But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Appalachian State, every, you know, decade or so, once a decade or so, they go into a major school and they beat them. Just like, I mean, uh, beats Texas A&M. Just like they beat Michigan. Remember when they beat Michigan? Uh, I mean, that was like a decade ago. So once every decade, Appalachian State goes into a place, and a D1 school, and they beat them. They go into Texas A&M, win 17-14. How about that? I mean, 17 to 14, nice, uh, you know, nice win for Appalachian. Texas A&M's got to be, I mean, Texas A&M, they had, I mean, first we got Jimbo Fisher's having this beef with Nick Saban about NIL deals. They're going back and forth. Everybody's behind Texas A&M. Texas A&M looking, you know, supposed to be this juggernaut, right? They've had the number one uh, recruiting class this year. Now, I know most of those guys probably aren't playing. They're redshirting a lot of those guys, but still. You only scored 14 points against Appalachian State? I mean, what are you, Iowa's offense? Get out of here. That was the uh, that was the major upset. The two games I gave you definitely went wrong. Uh, Kentucky, man. Is Kentucky for real? I mean, they beat uh, – they, they went into the swamp. Oh, never mind. That was, game was that – oh, yeah, they went into the swamp and put it on Florida – 26-16. Ugh. I mean, wow. Uh, sorry, I got that one wrong. I was buying into Florida. I guess Kentucky Kentucky might be for real. I don't know. Then the other game I gave you, uh, B, I gave you, I was on uh, the Baylor train. The boys are on BYU. Uh, the Mormons put it on the Baylor Bears. 26-20, uh, two overtime game. Wow. I mean, uh so let's get into this week. And we're looking at some picks here. I always get I always like to give out the uh you know, pick those top 25. Where's my pen at? There it is. Uh those top 25 games. Looks like it's BYU and Oregon. BYU going to Oregon. Oregon minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm hammering the Ducks here. I know I picked against BYU last week, but I'm hammering the Ducks. Lock it in. I'm all in on Oregon, baby. And then we got uh, the U. The U, 2-0. The Hurricanes going to that Texas A&M, looking for that bounce back. Texas A&M minus five and a half. You know, it's been a long time since the U was the U. Uh, and for all you kids out there, at one time, the U was probably was in the 80s, in the 90s. The U was Alabama. I mean, that that's what the U was. If I could, if you, you know, just turning out pro after pro after pro, they were a semi-pro team, man, for, for real. Uh, I, I'll put the, uh, was it uh, 2000 or 99, 2000, 2001, that three-year run of Miami and the and the guys that they turned out against any any team in the history of college football. Uh, I mean, at one time they had Willis McGahee, Frank Gore, and um, who else was it? Uh, another great running back. I can't think off the top of my head, but they had. I mean, just and then they had Kellen Winslow Jr. They had. Um, 
Jeremy Shockey. The only thing they never really had was a quarterback, but they didn't need him. Ken Dorsey was that uh, that kind of that guy um, for for the U. But I mean the U the back in the day. So so with that being said, uh, I'm going to take the U at plus five and a half over Texas A and M. Texas A and M they might get the money line here to bounce back against Appalachian State. I mean, if they lose to Miami, it's going to get real loud at uh, down in Aggies for the Aggies in Texas A&M. But I like the U at plus five and a half, baby. That kind of sums up our uh, college part here in week one. Uh, it's college, your college here for the week. Um, they're getting into week three. <sighs> I mean, I gave my rant on Iowa last week. It didn't look any better this week and they're still sticking with Petrus. So I'm not going to get my, I'm not going to get my blood pressure pil uh, piled up talking about the Hawkeyes. Some NBA news here. We got to talk about this folks. Cause I really feel like this is flying under the radar right now. I don't know if it's not. Maybe I just have been busy. I haven't really watched a lot of the ESPN and national news. Uh, but Robert Sar Sarver, of the uh, he's the owner of the Suns. Now, he was suspended for a year, um, and he's forced to pay $10 million. What's $10 million to a billionaire? I mean, Jay-Z once said that line. What's a million to a billionaire? Uh, but what's $10 million to a multi-billionaire? But he's fined uh, one year uh, and uh, suspended one year and ten million. And this is what this man did here: he used the N word multiple times, uh, more than five times, in emails, uh, phone calls, text messages, um, whether it was referring and referring to people. Uh, inadequate conduct towards females, uh, sex-related comments, inappropriate uh, comments. They interviewed 320 current and former employees. And he only gets suspended a year? I mean, they kicked old boy from the Clippers out the league, and justifiably. This man out here using the N-word, he degrading women. Uh, I mean, what can we say? He's an old, rich, white billionaire, and he gets away with it again. I mean, old whites doing old whites things. That's what he was doing. And we have another chance to stick it to the old white man uh, and we in the NBA dropped the ball. LeBron James even said it. I side with LeBron James here. This isn't enough. They should have forced him to trade the sell the team. I mean, uh, was it Balmer? Not Balmer. That's the old the Clippers. Sterling. When Sterling was dropping the M bombs and talking bad about Magic, uh, they they made him sell the team. And you got you got employees who are saying it was a hostile work environment. Uh, a lot of employees mad about the situation and you only give them a year. You only find them $10 million, 10 million, not enough. Get them out, get them out. It's people like that, that just think they're better than everybody. He thinks he's better than everybody because he's an old, rich, white billionaire. Get him out. He don't care about you or me. If he's using that type of language, treating uh, women like that, he don't care. Get him out. Get him out. Uh, I mean, he's got to go. The NBA dropped the ball on this. Sterling, uh, you know, 
the uh, they dropped the ball on this. Uh, <clears throat> not Sterling, the commissioner Silver dropped the ball. They all dropped the ball on this. I 100% agree with LeBron James. Needs to get out. Needs to sell the team. If you're a Suns player or a free agent, why would you want to go play there? Why? Right? I mean, I guess because Devin Booker and them boys, but what if they – they, I wouldn't want to play there. I wouldn't. No way. I ain't playing for him. Why am I going to help him make money? Get him out. Got to go. Can't happen. It's not, this is 2022, almost 2023. We can't have that type of stuff here. Can't happen. Be better. Stop thinking that you're above everybody, you old whites. You give us other white people who ain't an old white and poor whites bad names. Because you're rich old white guys uh, think you can get away with things. That's that white privilege everybody wants to talk about right there, folks. Get them out. All right, enough of, enough of that. Let's move on to our baseball. I mean, we got to get into some baseball here. Uh, I mean, how about this? I, you know I hate the Cardinals, y'all. You know I hate talking about the Cardinals, but I respect them, and I've said that, and I respect these two guys here. Adam Wainwright and Yadi Molina, 325 uh, starts together. Pitcher-catcher combo. Broke history last night. It's probably a record that will never be broken again, obviously. Uh, 325 starts. That's insane. Uh, they're going to do it again in the postseason. You know, they'll probably they'll probably have at least one or two more starts uh, together this year. I think there's about two, two more weeks of the season left, so. At least two more starts, one more start in the postseason, then we'll see what I think they're probably both maybe going off in the sunset here. But that's a lot. That's a record that'll never be broken. Good for them. Both guys that stayed in St. Louis never left. <laughs> Kenny's chiming in here. Cardinals hate you too, bro. Uh, they they don't hate me. They I mean they they laugh at me. So the bully never hates the kid that they're picking on, right? So uh but I mean I, I, you got to give him credit. I mean, that's just something, you know, a history is being made there in St. Louis uh, with them two guys. And they've been around. They've won, and in, they've been at the top of the game. It's not like uh, – it's not like they were like turds, you know what I mean? And it's like, ah, oh, two crappy guys. No. I mean, Yada Merlin has been one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher the last, you know – 15 years defensively definitely the best catcher the last 15 plus years adam wainwright has been uh one of the best pitchers in this league probably underrated pitcher because he doesn't play in those big markets if adam wainwright was in in la uh you know people would be talking a lot more about him but because he plays in st louis they don't talk enough about him uh you know and i've seen wayno go out there and just deal when he needs to deal um, and again, you guys, I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm not a Homer fan here, but I mean, you just got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Kenny's chiming in here. You'll never have two dudes play for 17 years or whatever to <laughs> Exactly. It's just, it's not going to happen. Like that stuff's not going to happen. Uh, you know, it, it, it won't happen ever again. Well, and so, I mean, that kind of, and then 
one more news on the baseball here. We got to talk about this. Aaron Judge crushing it. Uh, two more home runs, 56 and 57 uh, on the season. They said he's. They said he is 20 home runs or more uh, past the second place guy. That's never happened in baseball history, where the guy is 20 more home runs than the other guy. And if you really think about it, when a guy's approaching like when a guy's approaching uh, 50, or when he's hitting 50. I mean, he's going to get to 60, I believe. Was it 50? Or I might have wrote that down wrong. I'm going to look here. It might have been 47. I don't know. I thought – no, 56 and 57 home runs. Yeah, I was right. Uh, but, I mean, and when a guy is battling, it always seems like there's two guys, right? All the way back in the day, it was uh, Mantle and Maris. When Maris broke 61, Mantle was there. Uh, you look at Babe Ruth. It was Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth uh, hitting home runs. Like, two guys kind of pushing each other. Uh you know, it was McGuire and Sosa. Bond still even, while he was way ahead, everybody still had some guys chasing him. But 20 home runs. I mean, Aaron Judge, folks, best power hitter in baseball. I mean, by a long shot, he just crushes home runs. There's not a guy right now that's even close to him. We are, we got to talk about this, and you guys want to chime in on the old comments here. Uh, who do you got for AL MVP? Because Aaron Judge... Not only is he crushing, not only is he probably going to hit 60, maybe 61 and break the American League record, or, you know, he hit 60, 62, that breaks the American League record, breaking Roger Maris's American League record, we know, uh, which is obviously possible two weeks left of the season. He's at 57. The problem is the Yankees, uh, they're going to be playing some teams that are in the, the playoffs, so, uh, in the playoff chase, so it's not like teams are going to be pitching them, you know, softballs, but he leads the league in home runs, leads the league in RBIs. He's nine points away from the batting title. He's batting like 310. He's nine points away. So he, he gets a little hot. Some guys fall back. He could finish. He could win the American Triple uh, triple Crown and put up those type of numbers where he's hitting close to 60 home runs, maybe more. See the MVP? Or is it in it, – the Yankees are headed to the playoffs now. We know they haven't looked good the last month and a half. But, or is it Sheho Otani who leads his team in home runs, RBIs, batting average, and then, oh, by the way, he leads his team in wins, ERA, whip, uh, but his team's absolutely dog shit. Who's the MVP? Because MVP is the most valuable player in the league. Now, a lot of times when we've seen it, they give it to the best player on the best team. And that's all sports. We know that. In football, they always give it to the quarterback. I mean, when was the last time uh, a non-quarterback won the MVP? Was it Barry Sanders maybe? You know? I don't know. I'd have to really look into it. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was Barry Sanders, right? When was the last time a wide receiver won MVP? But anyway, so that's what I'm saying. So we see it in all sports where it's usually the best player and the best, the better team. And I mean, the way the Yankees slumped in this half, the second half almost even gives Judge more respect because they'd be even they'd be worse without Aaron Judge, uh, just due to the fact that you know he's carrying that offense. I don't know. I mean, Judge. Judge or Otani? Judge or Otani? 
I mean, it's a tough question. I, you could give it to either guy. Uh, what Otani's done has never been done before. That's the thing. We've never seen that. When Not even Babe Ruth. Uh, he's surpassed Babe Ruth type stuff with his pitching and hitting. It just doesn't happen. So he's a, a, a unicorn, a mythical creature. By Aaron Judge is doing things also that, you know, power hitters don't do. Batting 310 uh, and close to hitting 60 home runs, something that also ha we haven't seen in a long time. The last time we've seen that, guys were... You know, it's good debate. It's a good debate. I wonder uh, how it'll go. Uh, there'll be some hurt people on the other side either way, uh, whether it's uh, Otani or uh, <clears throat> our Judge. Both guys are going to get paid a lot of money. Man, I can't wait to see what Aaron Judge makes this offseason. I mean... Good for Aaron Judge. I just love that we talked about this before when a guy just bets on himself and Aaron Judge is killing it. That's who my MVP is. I don't care. He bet on himself. He's killing it. He's hitting 60 freaking home runs, leading the league. I hate the Yankees too. God, I, I spent all my baseball talk talking about my two least favorite teams, the Yankees and the Cardinals. Shows you I'm not biased, folks. <laughs> All right, let's get into our UFC talk here. Uh, I mean, last Saturday, if you missed it, uh, UFC 279. Check out our Head Kicks and Haymaker show Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we covered the wildest 24 hours in MMA history. And then uh, that was on Saturday's show. And then Sunday's show, we broke down each fight. How about my boy Nate Diaz uh, beating Tony Ferguson? Uh, nice win as Nate has fought his last fight on his contract. Walks out. Um, on top, you know, whether I do think he'll be back, maybe. Uh, it looks like he's going to go box Floyd Mayweather, Jake Paul, somebody on the lines of that. Uh, but just able to sub Tony Ferguson in the fourth round. It, it looked like Tony was turning it there on the third. It looked like Nate was getting hurt. Uh, the legs were getting chopped down. But give it up for, uh, you know, uh, Nate Diaz uh, subbing. Um, Tony Ferguson, nice win. Uh, and then in the co-main, you had uh, Hamzat Chemaev just drag rolled uh, Kevin Holland. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, There's a fight that shouldn't have happened. I didn't like it for Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland probably should have just stayed and fought D-Rod, uh, but I'm sure he got a nice bag by the UFC. I mean, Dana said, none of these guys got extra money. Dana, I may have been born at night, but I wasn't born last night, man. Come on. Come on. Nah, we know what happened. And then Dana's over here trying to bash everybody who thinks everything was a conspiracy. Bro, just just be honest with this, Dana. Dana, Dana White thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. And he is a lot of times. But, I mean, just, I mean, he just thinks that we're all idiots. And he can't be honest with people. Uh, snake in the grass, my friend. Snake in the grass. Uh, he was he was bashing Brandon Schaub because Brandon Schaub said it was kind of a um, a uh, inside type job. Like, and let's I'm gonna read some tweets here. 
Let me get to them. So uh, uh, let me try to find this tweet here. It was interesting tweet. Uh, Brandon Schaub kind of fired back, but pretty much Dana said that if you believe it's an inside job, you're an idiot, you're a moron, um, you know, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't believe that, you know, it's these guys are professionals. Why would we do that? This and that, you know, the gate was uh, the because people are saying, well, they were selling, they were having trouble selling the pay-per-view. He said it was already the tickets were already packed. Uh, and then so he was kind of bashing that and it was uh, Brandon Schaub, uh, MMA journalist, was kind of the one that was saying that this is what happened. And I kind of said that. I kind of said that I, I believe, um, you know, that this thing uh, was kind of set up, right? It just didn't make sense. So let me, I'm going to read Brandon Schaub's, uh, his his response here to Dana White's comments. Uh, here we go. Oh, God, here we go again. I've been nothing but cool and thought you'd learn from the last time you mentioned my name and got destroyed. Unfortunately, not surprised you're a bully. That's true. Dana is a bully. Um, always have, always have been. You put on a pair of designer jeans and come to hip sneakers and think you're cool. You're still a dork with a frat bro vocabulary calling me and numerous people dummy, dumbasses, effing idiot. Because we have questions about the chaos at UFC 79. That's true. Like, we haven't really got a full response of what happened. Like, it's all this myth, mythical stuff here. I was I was referring to pay-per-view buys, exactly. And UFC 279 was trending, which you don't release you don't release to the public. But we'll say it went effing great, bro. Sorry. We just don't buy what you're telling telling us after lying numerous times, but the sheep media you pick uh, to attend events don't have the, the, the balls to call you out. Just in the recent press conference, you were caught lying about extra compensation to the fighters. Exactly. Dana's like, none of these guys got extra money. D-Rod came out and said he signed a new five-fight deal right before the ceremonial press conference, the cer ceremonial weigh-ins. Yeah, they, they had to pay these guys extra money. Get out of here, Dana. We're not dumb. Nobody's going to change all that fights on the same crappy pay scale that you were paying them. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. Re reality check. You're surrounded by yes, man. You're not special. You're not original. You're low. He calls him a low budget Vince McMahon. Every move you make is a copycat of that dude. Only thing you have in common is you're both on steroids and dress like a-holes. Need I remind you, your origin story is, failed, is a failed cardio kickboxer instructor who had two rich friends in high school to fund his business. Now go make a cool video with the Nelk boys to stay relevant to ha or have your PR team come up with and a good press story to distract the fans from fighter pay and how they have to wear those awful Under Armour rock shoes and won't see a dime, dummy. P.S. Quit stealing my, my shows on Thick Boy Network and recreating it on Fight Pass. Also leave Pat Miatich alone. <laughs> so, I mean... That, that was Brandon Schaub. I mean, to, to be credit, Brandon's got a lot of points there. Uh, I mean, I do think Dana tries to Dana tries to pull the wool over our eyes and think that we're all dummies. I mean, we can read the tea leaves here, man. Uh, it was just interesting. I'm very interested on those uh, fights, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, let's get into this Saturday's fight. A huge, huge fight here in the Bantamweight division. Uh, a title eliminator fight. 
Uh, Corey Sanhagen, who has fought the, for the interim titles, fought the top guys at the top of this division, uh, taking on Song Dong Yong, uh, a guy who I'm very high on. Uh, but this is Song's uh, first main event. And uh, I'm all in on the Sandman, man. I, I just think he, this is where he turns around. He's coming off two tough losses. He had a very hard uh, split decision against TJ Dillashaw, who's fighting for the title. And then he also took a short notice fight against Peter Yan. But uh, I, I, I'm all in on the Sandman. But I wouldn't be surprised if Song wins. But lock it in. Bodkins is in on the Sandman. Well, folks, that pretty much uh, concludes, wraps up our uh, weekly wrap-up. We'll be back on Wednesday with this show. Uh, just This was just the old special Thursday edition. Uh, appreciate everybody, uh, you know, chiming in, tuning in. Again, be a friend, tell a friend. Hit the nice little subscribe button, uh, the share button. Tell your friends about us. Uh, again, if you want a Bodkins uh, T-shirt, head on to... Uh, my girl's uh, shop here, Yellow Yellow Alley Design Co. That's Y-E-L-L-O Alley Design Co. on Facebook or Etsy. Uh, she'll put it out. She'll put it. Be putting out a link, getting everything ready for you to uh, if you want to order a Bodkin Show T-shirt. Uh, you know, I wore that on Sunday. So again, if you want to check that out, it's a nice little shirt with the with the cool logo that uh, my boy John Lively um, from Lively Inc. Um, created. So got to shout out those. Shout out to Kenny Miller for creating some awesome graphics for us last night, uh, putting everything together. Uh, shout out to, again, um, all the boys at Let's Talk Sports and Sports Buffoon. So give us a nice little subscribe. Hit the, uh, you know, be a friend, tell a friend. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Or Apple, or Apple Podcast, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, hit the subscribe, get the five star rating. We appreciate you guys. Um, we'll be back. I'll be back Sunday morning with Head Kicks and Haymakers, uh, our seven a.m. Central Time Zone, and then we'll have our NFL Week Two post show um, on Sunday night about eight thirty Central Time Zone. So we'll see you guys then. Uh, this is another great episode of The Bodkin Show. We'll check you later, folks. Have a good rest of the week. Great weekend. Hopefully the Packers can freaking turn it around. Justin Jefferson did us dirty. Bad. All right. We'll see you on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty to Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's no...